Hello, Carrie. Hello, Sandra. Are we doing beauty pageant wave today? No, we're doing beauty. <laughs> wrist, wrist, elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, elbow, elbow. Oh my God. Sandra screaming divas. Here we are. Who did we interview today? I love her. I do. I love her. I heart her so much. Nadine Sierra, soprano, extraordinary. I mean, totally. young, beautiful, talented, brilliant. What else can we say about it? Like amazing voice. Um, I just love talking with her and just, and even like how the pandemic has changed her outlook on her career and her life and her singing is just super wonderful to hear because so many have been affected like that. They're taking a second look at their life and she has, and I love that she talked about that. It's just brilliant. So I really love this human. How cool of a person is she? I want to sleep over with Nadine Sierra. I think so girl. I mean, you know what we, there is a screaming divas girl sleepover party sometime happening soon. <laughs> I think that that would be a heck of a lot of fun, Carrie. We're going to have to organize that. Yeah, I think so. But we are not going to videotape that for all of you out there. So sorry. Sorry. Yes. Rude. Yeah. No. But please check out this clip. She has some great, amazing, positive things to say about singing, her career, about life. So please check this out and please, please watch it. And also, you know, go and see her. Go watch it. Great artist. Love it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Here's a clip. Yep. Stay safe. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I, I think putting limitations on any art form is really sad, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Um, especially one which is kind of needing to be out of the box at the moment Hello. and gain another... <laughs> audience <laughs> i don't think we're in the position to limit ourselves and that's very humbling and um and it's okay it's okay to admit that um and kind of look outside of the atmosphere that we've been accustomed to maybe 20 years ago 30 years oh. ago mm-hmm. it's a different environment so if it's a different environment honey let's shape it up honestly Shape yeah. it up. Nadine, Nadine. Hi. There Hi. we go. There we go. Hello. Yeah. You sideways, girl. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. There so. you is. Oh, don't there you? We there we are. There you so are. Cute. You are so cute. Oh, oh, so are you, ladies. How are, are you? you? I. I have a coffee with me, but it's to go. (laughs) I know where you are. I know where you are. Yes. And I think you're very, very very close to where I is. Probably, yes. (laughs) It looks like you're in a hotel room is what it looks like. (laughs) I am. Okay. I'm in a hotel room, yes. Because, so I have an apartment in New York, Mm -hmm. but I'm currently renting it out to (laughs) other artists that are working at the Met. (laughs) So... And now like I'm doing the Bocelli concert. So I, right. you know, I told the, the production company, I said, you know, could you guys put me in a hotel because I'm currently homeless in New York. <laughs> That's so they agreed and it's all good. It's is, all good. Yeah. is New York home for you now? Yes, New York is home for me, but I have to say I've been spending a lot more time with my with my parents in Florida. Oh, okay. Just because of like 
all the COVID situation, everything that happened, I kind of got like a better idea of what I wanted in my life. Um, and that was to be closer to my family because, you know, as an opera singer, we travel around all the time. We're not right. always able to see our friends and our family. And so right. this was like the transition for me. And I'm so happy that, I don't know, COVID kind of brought that out of me, I suppose. Oh. The silver lining. Yes. The silver lining. So, I think everybody's had that, don't you think? Everybody's had some like revelation and gosh, I don't want to do that. Or yeah, I do want to do that or more of that. And that's great. And you got engaged. I'm not engaged anymore. I'm not. We'll cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's okay. okay. You know, you know what, even if like, we don't cut it, I'll say this, like, I think, you know, life, it's never going to be flowers rainbows stars hearts right right there are always going to be ups and downs and mm -hmm. I think like the most important thing especially for artists mm -hmm. if we want to be happy on stage we have to be happy in life and right so right so I I made a decision in my life and I was like I'm not happy in my life I need to change things up that meant losing this relationship okay and now I'm like the happiest I've ever been and I feel like I'm a better a better artist, a better person because of it. So no regrets. No, yeah. you know, that's like so extremely brave. I mean, to actually look at it and to be honest about it and say, this is what I really want. I, um, Sandra's always heard me say it's hills and valleys. That's what I look at it. Uh, oh, yeah. Career, <laughs> career can be hills and valleys. Personal life is hills and valleys. And it's how you maneuver through those hills and valleys, which I, is, which is what I find fascinating. So I'm so glad that you talked about this. Cause like Sandra said, and like you said, everyone is, been through it and actually um there's been a good handful of us that have turned around and looked at our lives and said what do we want what do we want the next chapter to look like so it's cool good for oh, you absolutely yeah and yeah. next week is I'm my 20th wedding anniversary so i i mean listen nadine and carrie's been married i think even longer right yes and it's i mean it's not all all you know roses and champagne let me tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sexy well, lingerie yeah. i mean it's Girl. you know <laughs> and then hills and valleys can be quite steep so you know listen yeah. you got to make sure that this is someone that you want to hold the bucket when they're getting sick absolutely you know and, and hold their hair back and clean them up when they're not feeling well but also to hold their hand and walk through it all so good for you that yeah you decided hey not now so, um can i can i just hashtag that hold the bucket i love that oh. that's hilarious <laughs> I mean, come on, we lived through a pandemic and there might have been some alcohol involved in some of those that I know shot. There was for sure. <laughs> and lots of delicious eating that has now stopped, but oh, oh my God. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, I'm still, I'm still trying to lose that weight. Trust me. It's like, <laughs> oh, come on. You I'm are like a poster child for, for beautiful opera, beautiful, young, talented opera singers. Like if we had a poster child, it would be. Oh, well, thank you. I try my best. I have to work at it. I really have to work at it, but Love yeah, that. yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so talk to us about the pandemic. I mean, so you say you spent it with your family, right? Did, did you get, can we ask, did you get COVID? Oh yeah. I got COVID twice in my life. So, <laughs> whoa. All right. So 
I'm from Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And I got COVID, right? I got COVID twice in Florida because, you know, yep, Florida. Low ride, <laughs> as I call it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And so the first time, you know what happened was that I was locked down with my ex-fiance and his family in Spain, like when all of us were locked down Mm -hmm. uh, for three months in Valencia. And after those three months, I was like, I I need to get out. I feel like I'm in a prison. I need to see my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I was worried about my parents, you know, because my parents are getting up there in age and I thought they're in Florida and all this stuff is happening. I need, I need to see, you know, my people. So I went to Florida literally in like the first month that I was there, got COVID. My mother got COVID. My sisters got COVID. My father did not, which was interesting. And he took care of all of us. Yeah. And he was, he said, I'm not going to wear a mask around my family. Like, you know, if I get it, I get it. At least I get it with all of you. Okay. And, um, and he didn't get anything, which was pretty amazing. And then, uh, Fast forward to April, 2021, I got it a second time because I was in Florida. <laughs> but you have a heart condition, don't you? Like, it, were you I do. slightly, I do. slightly worried? Yes. Um, the first time I was a little worried because it, it, uh, it was exacerbating the heart condition that I have which is mitral valve stenosis a lot of people have it um it's very common but it just COVID made my symptoms which is like it almost feels like you have butterflies in your chest Mm. it made that symptom a little bit too like prevalent like too Uh, obvious okay and I and I always felt like I had to catch my breath because of this like weird thing in the chest sometimes I had to like hit my chest just to get my heart to like (laughs) Stop it. Stop doing that. So I, um, oh my gosh, but it was fine after like three months of that, which was a little uh, annoying. He went away. My doctor said, don't worry. Like it's just a symptom. I'm sure it will normalize as you know, as you keep, keep recovering. Mm -hmm. Then the second time, uh, no, nothing happened. I didn't have serious symptoms. I just lost my taste, my sense of taste. Okay. And uh, that's how I knew I had it the second time. Because I thought, oh, and a, a little bit tired, a little bit of fatigue and all that. Okay. But I was like, why can't I taste what I'm trying to eat? And um, yeah. And yeah. then I had to cancel a contract because of it. But it happens. I mean, I know. this is happening. It's a virus. It's spreading. We're all going to get it at some point, I'm sure. Even those of us, you know, now we know even if you have the vaccine. Um it doesn't really matter. I guess the vaccine, you know, it's there just so we can, uh, should we have very, very strong symptoms or be affected by it in a very strong way? It's there to like give us that protection or that armor. So prevent. I'm I'm vaccinated now and my, my whole family is vaccinated and I mean, we've just like, we're moving on with our lives. I think, I think, yeah, I think we're all trying to trying to do that. But did you did you ladies get COVID at all? Sandra did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it early on. And oh, really? uh, yeah. did you know it was COVID early on? Because yeah, some people can't... got it and didn't know. They they just thought they were really sick. 
No, we, I mean, we lost sense of, Duncan made, my husband made these really spicy enchiladas and I was like, that tastes like wallpaper paste. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty obvious. We came back from Brazil and it was like, oh yeah, the guy sitting right behind me was hacking up along and I thought, yep, there you go. Thank you. And even, you know, we're singers, we travel with masks on, right? You know, we know how to, to, to act properly and take care of ourselves, but yeah. yeah. So, I am. Um, oh, wait, I, I think what's interesting right now, I just read about it today about uh, the studies that are coming out about Omicron. Is that how you say it? Omicron? Something? Uh, yeah, out of Denmark. And it's like the vaccines are helping us from death and from, you know, serious reactions, but that once this hits us, I mean, it is going to be about learning how to how to deal with it. And um, I think what they're most concerned about is just hospitals being overrun. And because it's so contagious, it's like, I mean, you just look at it and you're like, okay, here we go, people, let's hold on. We're on another roller coaster ride. So yeah. So get the vaccine and get boosted, people. You want to hear my fun that I had last night? Yeah. So we're having we're having uh, friends over for Christmas, right? And we're cooking in our house. And we have a lot of space in our house, but I said, you know what? I want everybody to take a rapid test. Yep. Before, before we're doing Christmas dinner, you know, Smart. just be safe. So I went to five, count them, five pharmacies here in the Times Square area, all sold out of the rapid test. You, <gasps> wow. You, you can't buy them in Canada. And so I said, the one security guard said to me, well, you know what people are doing? They're buying them and reselling them online for twice the price on amazon no, this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah totally amazon this is ridiculous come on now isn't it crazy just because we want to be <sighs> do the right thing and stay safe and protect everyone even though everyone's fully vaccinated you know i'm just like hey here we go party favor let's shove a stick up our nose yay <laughs> isn't that like capitalism at its finest like right there yeah <laughs> that's ridiculous you know i we were doing that. So, I mean, that is a, an extremely responsible thing to do, Sandra. And I, I think that's great. We were also doing that. Um, and not one of us got COVID and we were really like trying to be uh, kind of conscientious of who we were hanging out with outside of our cast or our ensemble. Right. And we were doing this same thing. Every time we had parties or whatever, get togethers in Berlin, okay. when we were going through the second variant that came out, which was what, Delta? Yes. The Delta variant? Yeah. So Berlin, Germany in general was locked down. This was the second lockdown that Europe was having for, mm. I think it started like October, 2020 in Italy and then gradually grew mm. into Germany and France and all the others mm -hmm. um, up until like March, 2021. So we were doing that. We were... We, you could easily buy rapid tests, mm -hmm. um, like at home kits. Right. And every time we had dinners together or whatever, because we still wanted to like, yeah, have a social life and Thank still be that. together. And right. and we were together anyhow in the rehearsals and everything. So we right. were constantly in contact with one another. So we just we thought, you know what? Hey, we get tested three times a week. Yep. Um, but every time we're going to get together, anyhow, let's do the at-home kits. Yeah. And I have to say, it was, it was cool. Like we always felt yeah. fine, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but then it's you a can very relax. responsible thing to do. Yeah. You can relax. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. And so. Well, let's cool. talk about yeah. you. 
Let's talk about Nadine Sierra. Yes. <laughs> Amazing <Okay>. opera singer, <laughs> youngest person to win the Met Opera competition. Mm -hmm. Right. So how does one go from that young superstar who was winning every competition, blah, 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 blah. And how do they segue to now, what, 33 years old? Yeah. 30 Still 30. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how is that transition from that, what they've called you, you know, like overnight success? Because I met you around yeah, there. That's right. To, to like now, how has that journey been? Um, in my mind, that journey has been full of hard work full of life changing experiences mm -hmm. for mostly for the good, even if, you know, some of them were kind of negative. I learned a lot from those um, hard life lessons and decisions. Mm -hmm. um, I do feel, I feel more grown up as an artist, but I'd say more importantly, I feel more grown up as a woman, as a person. Um, I never see myself as, like the superstar or overnight success or that for me, I can't, I can't look at it that way because I think, I think you can probably relate as artists. We're so self-critical of ourselves and we always want, uh, we, we always want ourselves to progress and be better than we were the time before. Sure. And yeah. And I, I've just like remained on that path of always seeking um, betterment for myself, N not just as an artist, but yeah, as a person and kind of combining those two together, mm -hmm. um, and humbling myself all of the time. So I, my life has just been pretty good up until that point. And, um, I'm looking forward to the future and like, yeah, still trying to progress as an artist. I love that. Um, and never cutting myself short. Sure. Yeah. Well, that was one of our questions too, especially about, we talk a lot with other singers about repertoire and their journeys through their career with that. And I was just really curious about what is, what are your goals, especially for repertoire wise? Where do you want to go? Where do you think the voice is going? Okay. I definitely experienced like around the 30 year old mark. Um, my voice has become a little bit richer, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's not as flexible as it used to be when I was younger, especially like getting to the top or just certain things I, I used to be able to do when I was sure. in my early 20s. And so it it is seeming that the voice is maybe going more into like the lyrical repertoire. Oh, okay. Not, not, not yet, but it's, it's kind of getting into that your head realm. Sure. I think I think that's gonna be the ultimate like path for me. Um, I okay. could be wrong. I could be wrong. But in the present moment, that's what I'm feeling now. And um, and it's exciting. I you know, some of the changes, and I think you can understand when you go through those changes during your career, like throughout your career, and you're having to juggle not only the repertoire that you're singing in the present moment but then also juggling like the changes that are happening in your voice and right. trying to like make sure everything still sounds okay uh -huh. as you're going from engagement yes. to engagement totally. yeah. um that can be tough that has been a little tough 
Mm -hmm. but uh, I have really good people in my life. And um, actually my voice teacher and my vocal coach, they've been in my life now for 21 years. Whoa! So yeah, so I've had a very, a very good uh, progression in that sense gotcha. uh, of learning and developing. Awesome. Yeah. You work with Kamal Khan, right? Yes, yes. And who else? Yes, exactly. So Cesar Ulloa. Oh, Cesar, right, out of yes. San Francisco. Yeah, right, right, right. so I met both of these guys in Palm Beach, Florida, because um, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale. We moved to Palm Beach County so that I could go to an arts high school there. Right. And when I was 13 years old, I was looking for like a very serious um, opera uh, kind of technician. Mm -hmm. And so I found Kamal through Trish McCaffrey. Mm. Trish McCaffrey was the one that joined us together. Okay. And he was at Palm Beach Opera um, kind of like being assistant conductor. And also he was taking over the, the choir over there, right. the opera, the opera chorus. So when I met him, he said, listen, I'm a vocal coach. Like you need a teacher. Mm -hmm. And he suggested Cesar, who also happened to be in Palm Beach. And then Kamal asked me if I wanted to be part of the opera chorus for, um, for four years. So all throughout my high school from 14 to 18 years old, I, I was in the Palm Beach Opera, like in the chorus, like with other people and probably colleagues we know. Um, and some of them even had like their first debuts in certain roles at Palm Beach Opera during that time. I yeah. was going to say Carrie, Carrie um, did, right? Yeah. Yeah, born and raised Floridian. And when Palm Beach Opera had the competition, that was when Maestro Godano was running the whole company. Wow. And he just liked me. And I didn't I didn't win. I think I played second or third. And because normally like the winner, they had two divisions and uh, the winner would get a role or something. But he liked me. He was like, do you want to come down and sing the mama and whatever it was? And because uh, I was a mezzo. And I said, sure. So I remember driving down from college and um and doing my first opera role there and it was like my first experience with like a whack job tenor and it made me laugh wow. like I remember, I remember just <laughs> he was nuts and um and I was like what is happening is this the opera world oh my god oh my and so um, I love yeah. it let's I, keep going I love yeah. it uh, please put me in makeup and wigs for the rest of my life yeah <laughs> so you got you were you got the opera bug very early yeah. I mean how does, I, how does that happen not not pop music not yeah um, yeah so when I was a kid I was around five six years old I loved to sing was always addicted to music and wanted um wanted to have voice lessons my mother offered them to me um as long as I practiced every day for an hour every day I had to make that commitment in order to like get the lesson that I wanted every week so I never felt yeah really smart I never felt truly connected to anything I was really singing if it were pop if it were musical theater there was something always missing for me oh, and my mother yeah my mother she because her mother my my late grandmother had always wanted to be an opera singer but was not allowed to be um because she was a woman Mm -hmm. and so her role in life was to be yeah. you know a mom a wife that was it. And so she never got to live out that dream. And my mother being an only child, 
she spent a lot of time with her mother and she she saw this like regret that my mm-hmm. grandmother you know lived and um she decided to introduce me to opera when I was 10 and immediately it was like the click that I had been waiting for finally happened mm-hmm. and I thought uh, I need to know what this is. Like, I need, I, I need to discover this. Okay. I feel really connected to this somehow. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I, I need to be an opera singer. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, all the discipline that I've given you so far, like, let's times that by about 5 million. You have to be even more disciplined. You have to learn languages. You have to, you know, do a lot of things in order to become what you want to become. And, um, and I never looked back. From cool. 10 years old until now, that's been my trajectory in life. I love that. Yeah. I love how so many of us have these stories in our lives of generations behind us of women that wanted to be things, but were discouraged or told no, or whatever it is. Yeah. And then we're raised by these women who told us, or at least in my life, I was told you can do whatever you want. Don't let anybody ever tell you that, that you can't do it. And so, um, I just, I, I love that it's, you know, female power. Come on. We gotta, but, but yeah, I'd like to say, you know, I mean, the same thing happened with my mom, you know, she wasn't allowed to go to college cause she was a woman, but how much things have changed, but how much things in my opinion are slightly still the same. Am mm-hmm. I right? Am I right? Yes. Yes. And... There is, there is still some resistance. I have oh. to say resistance and also um ignoring especially some like social interactions yeah I'm still finding (laughs) I'm still finding there's like you know it's like hello have you lived the past few years like have you gone through the me too movement yet like do you know what's happening right now are you informed no are you you informed I I um so I'm just Okay, there's this gin here, chemist gin. Sandra and I are big <laughs> gin drinkers. And I discovered this. And when I um, read about, I wanted to know where it was from and what the deal was behind it. And come to find out it was a woman that wanted to start this, I think in 2018, in, in 18. And what blew my mind was she could not get anyone to partner with her because she also wanted to do the whiskey barrels with this gin and she would set up meetings and she'd bring one of her partners with her um co-workers who was male and the men in the room would deal with the her male uh counterpart not her and she writes about that she said they wouldn't even look me in the eye it's because women for some reason aren't you know runners of distilleries and it's a male run business and she came across all of these barriers and it is in 2018 isn't that insane that is insane insane. it's it's time to change you know and I think and being also you being Latina right yes this is well it's it's like it's people it's time yeah seriously but also it's you know how debilitating as well for you know an art form that you know, is about human expression, about all human expression, not just about like a certain race or a certain class or a certain gender. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about everyone because it's an art that's about human life, human existence. 
Hello. And uh, right. So, yes. but in, ev- but in everything, in everything all over the world, I mean, honestly, honey, like the world wouldn't exist if we women didn't give birth to it. So <laughs> please like, come on. <laughs> like, come on. And we are, we are <laughs> done with our interview. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, dear. Like we have, we, as the female entity, we have uh, nurtured this this planet and so we you know we deserve a little bit of respect i i would think yeah. and it's i do hope earth, that not father earth right you know yes thank Hello. you thank you <laughs> and i do believe like the generations that are coming in now especially generation z um i think i think they're gonna kind of take take care of this yeah um i do see there is a lot of change going on yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of dialogue happening with these generations coming in, thankfully, because they have the courage somehow to just like say it. talk about anything and yeah, and say it, just mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, so I have hope. Yeah, me too. Let's talk I about your social media then, because yeah, sure. you are, you are really great at it, Nadine. You know, some oh, people are you. really good and natural and you know, it's not preachy. It's not, look at me. Mm. It's just, here's the information. This is who I am. How did, how did that come about? Did you, did you kind of curate all this? Did you have some help or both? So in the beginning, um, it was just me, I was alone and it was something I just like to do just to, you know, share, share my life, share things about myself and about the performing aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. Then I did have um, someone helping me around 20, I'd say 2017, okay. somewhere along the, that year. And uh, we started working together, collaborating and sharing a lot of ideas. And we got a lot of inspiration from, you know, your, your average like Instagram influencer to bring a little bit more of the personal side of an opera singer to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like the performing aspect, but like the real side without the glamour or all of the glamour. Um, That relationship taught me a lot about what I want to portray through social media and what I absolutely refuse to portray from now on. Okay. And um, I'm no longer working with this person. And it, it it's good for me because it's it's also very freeing for myself like to be the most creative part of myself that I can be through social okay. media without having like another person's opinion or or noise behind my own ideas got it so now I feel like it's truly my own thing but my own thing in an evolved sense where I actually have the courage now to do um a lot more with I don't know, with my creative thinking and not, and not be self-conscious about it. Right. Cause I know with social media, like the common trend is to show the most perfect side of yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> while that's great and all it's a not realistic. Right. B it kind of gets boring. I think. I don't um, agree with that. Right. Because yeah, because we're, we're human beings and 
the point about giving info as an artist, I think, is not just about showing off. It's also about inspiring people. Right. And if you're going to inspire people, you have to show some of the, like, the grit, some of the, the, the things hot, that are not mess. The, the hot, hot ass mess, people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like I'm, I'm about to post a story and it's of my face and I'm, you know, I don't have makeup on or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I should put a filter on. Right. And then my brain is like, why, why, why put a filter? Like you're just a person. It's okay. You don't have to have perfect skin. Just put it on. And I'm sure some people, especially girls, women, will appreciate that um yes but can i tell you though that some of my close guy friends like they are instant like filter 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 they're like no no no, really pick because we got to filter this down and i'm like what and um i've actually played around with the filters and i'm just like (laughs) um but i look weird i just don't look like me and i mean i honestly i would just rather be like here it is you know, I'm exhausted, but I'm hanging out with my girlfriend on my patio and our jammies and we've got our coffee. And this is just a fun moment. Does that make sense? Like celebrate. Absolutely. Um, so I, I love that. I've, um, I've done the, I've tried the filters and I'm like, now lighting is a different thing. Lighting. If you take a dark great, and you want to change the lighting in that and bring out certain things. I love that because I take pics of my humps, my, uh, my big 198 pound St. Bernard, but I'm, um, so I'm constantly playing with lights on him, but cause he so has such dark patches, but anyway, I digress. Uh, lighting is super cool on social media. I love that. Yeah, oh, I agree. And building yeah. and building posts. Like you built this really cool. And I was like, how did she do that? this video montage of like your day getting ready to go to the theater with like coffee and stuff. And I love that. Are you constantly looking at all the newest and latest apps where you can build things like that? So, okay. I'm not so technically like savvy. I'm not the savviest person when it comes to this, Okay, but I have learned, um, there's one application it's called InShot that okay. I love oh, and fun. it makes, yeah, it makes editing these videos um and also like adding audio to it too like either music and then on top of that the speaking part which you know I I like to like explain what it is I'm doing why (laughs) so (laughs) I had to go through all that process and this application is really great it's the only one I'm using at the moment Um, again it's called InShot yeah and I also when I'm filming these videos, because I know that editing takes a lot of time, um, even if it's just in like that, I think the reel is only a minute long. It can only be a minute long. Right. So my way of taking the videos is like, I'll take them for like four seconds. Like, okay, done, done. (laughs) Cause I know I'll have to go through the entire thing. If I were to film like two or three minutes, um, of, of footage. So my way is like probably an elementary way compared to some, but you know what? It's like, it's homemade. Like it's just me. Right. And that's it. Like I, I I'm with you. Listen, I mean, it can be a full-time job. Yeah. I will tell you that because Carrie does all the editing for our videos. It's a, it's a full-time job. And I don't think people out there understand 
how much we have to curate, you know, and take a shot from here and take a shot from there yeah. and snip it all together. And oops, well, there was a siren in the back or, you know, whatever, when we're doing this. So it's, it's not as easy as it all looks, the final product looks, you know, with the glitter and the stars and, Ooh, look at here's pretty Nadine, you know, it's like, <laughs> yes, it's not easy at all. Um, especially if you have very limited time on your right. hands. And I, I mean, some of those videos I was editing at like, I don't know, one, two in the morning, you know, right before going to bed after performing or rehearsing or whatever. Right. And like, I have to, I, I, not that I have to get it done. I want to get it right. done. Right. It's something I actually like to do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but it does no. take a lot of time. And YouTube videos are like another realm of work and editing. So what you girls do is, pretty great <laughs> I, you know it's creative I enjoy it but sometimes when I, when I don't enjoy it is when I've got to create a social and um I'm short on time and I don't have time to be the creative person that I want to be to throw in it and I always said I Sandra always knows that when I send it to her I'm like I'm so sorry like this is a hot mess or this is not what it should be or whatever you know because you're just you're you're I still have to practice. I still have to work out. I still have yeah. to take care of my house. Yeah, I have to take care of my dog. And you know what I mean? So sometimes like you yeah. say, it's at two in the morning when you're like, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right done. I got to shut my brain yeah. off now. I got are you, are you that time, type of person, Nadine? Are you like a type A personality, OCD, you know? Cause we are. No. No? I'm really not. I'm way too relaxed. I'm, I'm very, very laid back and I have to force myself to be more diligent, more uh, productive. Um, I mean, I don't know if you girls believe in like zodiac signs. I'm a Taurus. And so oh, okay. we're very like, <laughs> we can be lazy and very laid back. And um, I, sometimes I can be that way. And I, I really have to, I mean, my manager, he's always telling me like, He's Italian. He's like, Nadine, come on, let's go. You have to do this. You have to do that. I'm waiting. Know, yeah. I'm waiting for you. And I, I have to like, okay, force myself. So that's interesting. I admire, I admire personalities like, like yours. I really do because, and I, I take a lot of inspiration from personality, personalities like yours because, um, I need to instill some of that in myself. <laughs> well, I think that's the yin and yang, you know, it's a, that's a mutual feeling on my side. I'm like, oh, I need to be friends with you because we'll even each other out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah and Carrie and I together, it's, it's really bad because you, you have two OCD people and two like type A-ish personalities and we're both like, Carrie, Sandra, Carrie, get it done, do it. Okay, where is this? Why don't I have this? No, I'm just kidding. They were horrible. No. So, okay. I want to I want to talk about your sense of style and fashion. Oh yeah. Okay. You are a well put together girl. You obviously like shopping. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Okay. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I will say this. Earlier on when I was, you know, younger and a little bit more um frivolous, I used to spend a lot of money and yes, I loved going shopping. I think I went shopping every day at some point when I was living in San Francisco, when I was part of the Adler program, right? Oh, okay. My mother is a banker. She's been a banker for 35 years now. And she's, yes, 
And thank God for her because she has really helped me in my life with my financials, my business, everything. Also my mortgage, she has helped me with as well, just to like deal with that part of my life so that I can really focus on the other parts, right? On the career and singing and all that. So she sat me down at some point. She's like, girl, you need to get it together because there's going to be a a point in your life. You never know what happens, right? As a singer, you're going to be broke. Like hello, you're COVID. out. Hello. Hello, COVID. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so thank God she did this to me because yeah, talking about COVID when I reached that point and like all of us lost all of our work, I was okay because I had saved money. I had like cut back a bit from the whole shopping thing. Okay. And you know what? A lot of the clothes that I have now, even the thing I'm wearing right now are like years old like maybe even a decade old and I've just kept I've kept all the like really nice things that I bought in my earlier years I Mm -hmm. keep them in my wardrobe I always think like you know a classic is never going to wear out you know so Mm -hmm. I I really value my wardrobe and now the way I shop it kind of goes with that thought like I'm in it for the long run, not the short haul, right? right? So if I'm going to spend some coin, I'm I'm going to invest and with a little bit more common sense than than I had before. But I do like clothes. Like quality pieces. You know, my mom always taught me that, like buy things that are going to last, that wash and wear well and something that you can transition through. So um, that's always, and sometimes it's harder because it's more expensive sometimes, but but like you, I have certain things that I've had for years that I can still wear now that still look great, you know, et cetera. So So young singers out there, I mean, a lot of them now are struggling financially as we know. Oh yeah. What, What advice would you say or give them for shopping or, you know, presenting themselves, you know? Uh, The one thing I would say, never be ashamed of where you can shop. Um, So for instance, this that I'm wearing is from Zara. I've had people come up to me and ask me like, oh, is that, you know, this designer or what, I said, no, it's just from Zara. And maybe it cost me like $20, $30 maybe. Mm -hmm. So I think, right. I think the perception for young, because I I used to have this too when I was younger, is this. We think that in order for us to look a certain way or to appear a certain way, we have to um, have the name brands associated with that lifestyle. We have to incorporate that early on in ours. Mm -hmm. And the shame that comes with that of like not being able to support that idea, literally, like financially, physically. Um, I think that's a very real thing. And I'd say it's, it's okay to be young and struggling a little bit financially um, in this realm that we're in. And you can, you can go to Zara, you can go to H&M, you can still go to places that have very nice looking clothes without spending so much money. And it's okay if it's not Louis Vuitton or Gucci or Dior or whatever, it's fine. (laughs) You know, like it's Mm -hmm. just a name. And anyways, if we're really real about it, 
a lot of these brands, if you look at like the tags and stuff and you see where they're made from and you wonder like, how much did it cost these people to make this thing before mm-hmm. it reached the shelf that I want to buy it from? Right. And just, you know, putting a little bit of common sense into it because, yeah, I think that's, that's it with young people. It's like, Be yourself, oh, I feel, right? And yeah, find yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And, and find your own style. Like, looking like an opera singer doesn't have to be that difficult and it doesn't have to just fit into one box you know and I I feel like that's become more of um more accepted as we've you know gone on through the years um we can be a little bit more casual as opera singers and we don't have to look as glamorous as they did in the past with like the big hair and all that like we big can, ball we gowns, can, big poofy yeah. ball gowns. That was yeah. my generation, you know, like, right, oh, right. the bigger the dress, the bigger star you are. It's like, <laughs> remember when we talked to Marilyn Horn and it was, uh, we asked her about her hair because we we're like, was that your real hair? You know, like back in the day, her and Joan. And she's like, oh, hell yeah. no. You know, all the what millions of hair pieces that they, that they wore all the time. But that's what they, can you imagine if we had to do that now? Like how many hair pieces we'd have to put on top of our head to make those kind of looks happen? <laughs> Oh, is that what's happening on your head, Sandra? Gary <laughs> Alkama. She's so mean to me, Nadine. Like, seriously. Cruel. Cruel. <laughs> you want to be the new co-host on this show, Nadine? <laughs> Gary's oh! mean. I just, <laughs> I just I called you say that. Sandra, I love the overalls that you're sporting right now. Aren't they I love it. They are adorable. 52-year-old opera diva wearing camo overalls. Like, it's a vibe. I love it. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm just going to ignore Carrie right now. Because okay, if fine. I were there in the same city as here, I would come over there and slap her. <laughs> <laughs> How did you and Bocelli meet? I want to oh, know yeah. this story. Oh, okay. So he is literally the nicest person that exists. <laughs> he's very sweet he doesn't really seem to care about all the like celebrity status he has he just wants to sing and he plays I don't know how many instruments like a hundred and um he's a genius I have to say like a lot of you know if we're gonna have a real talk let's have a real talk yeah I really don't like how the opera industry cuts him down all the time and you know says nasty things about him like he's not a re- and he knows it so I can say it and we've talked yeah. about it mm-hmm. like oh he's not a real opera singer he's just a crossover singer yeah 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 let me tell you something I don't have a single tenor colleague in our realm who can do sorry who can do what he does sing every day travel every day then sing memorize all of this new music all of the time get up there in front of minimum minimum eighteen thousand people per concert that's just the minimum and still have a quality in his voice that's beautiful can sing high notes for days and has breath control that i've i'm just like sometimes i'm holding high notes with him and i'm thinking he, he needs to stop now because I, I'm gonna die like I'm gonna black out on the stage he's you know I have 
so much respect for people like this who are humble, very successful, and it hasn't gotten to their heads and they don't complain. He never complains, you know, it's quite remarkable. So we met, I'm saying all this because we met kind of in this environment. We met through um, Barry Tucker, who's part of the Richard Tucker Foundation, right? And we did one of the galas together. We were partnered together. Okay. I think this was back in 2015 or 20. Yeah, 2015. I think so. So we were partnered together. He was ill. He was sick. He was still wanted to sing. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that the general environment was not very kind toward him Um, because he's, you know, classified still as a the crossover tenor and oh yeah he's sick no he's not sick that's just how he sounds and and Andrea knew it he knew it and he he told me he didn't didn't know me he's like god I feel so I feel so badly that I'm sick and like like I can't perform at my best and yeah I he felt ashamed of himself and I was like no we are not having any of this we're singing together you're gonna be great I'll hold your hand the entire time and I support you, you know, no matter what others are going to say or think I'm there for you. So don't worry. We got on stage. He sang better than he thought he was going to, because then he's, you know, he had a little bit of a little bit more confidence. And I held his hand the entire time. We were constantly close to each other. And after the performance, he's like, we need to sing together again because this energy is so is so much needed in in performing because it's mm-hmm. already a stressful right. pressurized situation yeah. and uh and even for him you know somebody who's like used to it by now but but still i mean i'm sure he he's constantly having to deal with you know a certain amount of pressure and stress mm-hmm. so he asked me if i wanted to like be part of his group and tour with him whenever I, I could, because, you know, sometimes our schedules don't align. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, I would love to. You're great to work with. You're nice. Aww. He makes me feel super comfortable on stage. Love. And, yeah. And, and let's be real for a second. He introduces opera to people, to a lot of people who would not otherwise go to the opera, know about opera, or even listen to it in the first place. And all of his concerts start the entire first half. It's all opera repertoire. It's not pop. It's not musical theater. It's all opera. So I have a very big appreciation for this man and what, what his mission is. Yeah. Um, And I, I just, yeah, it's just a really cool thing to see like to have 20,000 people or more in front of you screaming after you sing you know je veux vivre and they have no idea what that even is or what you're even singing about right. they're like je, je, what mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing it's it's a phenomenon really I love it's it a miracle yeah I, I remember so, when uh, when they gave Pavarotti a hard time about his uh, Pavarotti and Friends yeah. concert. They're like, "How could you do that? Why would you do that?" And yet he introduced opera to millions. 
I mean, it was unbelievable what he did. And I actually thought it was just kind of fun. It was kind of fun to hear him sing with Sting, you know, or hear him hear him yep. sing some of these lyrics of songs that we've known so well, or hear them try to sing what he does. To me, it was fun. And I just thought, I, I think anything that spreads the word about opera or gets somebody interested, you never know what the impact of that is. So That's I think right. it's really cool. Oh, it's amazing. I, I think putting limitations on any art form is really sad. I have to say, yeah. um, especially one which is kind of needing to be out of the box at the moment Hello. and gain another <laughs> audience. <laughs> I don't think we're in the position to limit ourselves. And that's very humbling. And, um, and it's okay. It's okay to admit that um, and kind of look outside of the atmosphere that we've been accustomed to maybe 20 years ago, 30 years oh. ago. Mm -hmm. It's a different environment. So if it's a different environment, honey, let's shape it up, honestly. Shape it up. Shape yeah. it up. You know, when I met Bocelli at La Scala, first, two things about him like really struck me. Number one, yeah. he's a lot taller than I thought he was. Mm -hmm. He's super tall. Yeah, he's a super tall guy. Number two, the first thing he said to me was, can I touch your face for a minute? And, and will you sing a little bit? Because I want to see where it resonates. I want to feel where it resonates in your face. He truly, truly is passionate about opera technique and all of that. So I agree with you, Nadine. I, yeah. I applaud you for doing it. And I know it's a rigorous schedule. It's not a schedule that you're used yes. to, is it? No, it's difficult. And I. I mean, girls on this tour, we've been on a bus, uh, tour bus. So this, this is what happens. We do a performance. The performance ends like around 10. At 11.30 p.m., we get on the tour bus. We sleep on the tour bus and go to the next city. I did that already 10 times, something like that. And some of the, you know, some of the, the destinations are kind of far from each other. We did one from Detroit to Philly, which took 10 hours to get there with a tour bus. Because also it's COVID time, right? And they're trying to keep people together mm -hmm. um, to, yeah, to keep them in the bubble, which totally understand. And um, yeah, it's a very different experience. I've never done that before. I don't know about you guys. I've ne I had um, never been on a tour bus until now. Um, my first question is, what the hell does that tour bus smell like once you get there after ten hours? <laughs> <laughs> and how many bathrooms do they have? I mean, what? Yeah. Okay, wait. So we have bunk beds on this tour bus, and it's it's actually very luxurious looking. You know, everything's like covered in leather and there is one bathroom unfortunately there are not two but we are about there's a small kitchen as well dining room a fl uh, um, flat uh screen tv and um we're about like i think we are 10 people maybe 10 10 people or less on the tour bus so it's not so many um that's still 10 people of, to a bathroom i know i know i know <laughs> We need to give Nadine a present. I'm going to go over to her hotel and I'm going to give her a bottle of poopery. Yeah, right? <laughs> actually, actually, girls, it's not needed. It's already there. It's, it was already oh, okay. supplied. 
10 people. I mean, it's bad enough when my husband and I have to share a bathroom. It's like, thank you. Thank can you. I go? Do you have to go? Thank you. you have to plan out, right? Yes, you do. You have to ask. You have to be like, hmm, I'm going to brush my teeth. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Things people don't know about being on the road, right? Like, so you have to plan your potty breaks. Yep. Oh my God, that's well, a good for you. Good for you, girl. That, you know, seriously, that is like, that'll tell you who's a diva and who's not one, you know, right there. Yeah. I, I never like considered myself a diva in the sense of like, eh, you know, things have to be this way and I must, you know, have the Evian water and gold toilet seat or whatever. But, but, um, it definitely humbles you and huh. it honestly makes you like prioritize certain things, you know, like prioritizing your sleep, prioritizing having eye masks after all that, or know drinking a lot of water your vitamins supplements yeah. um you know working out mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's humbling it's cool i i like it it's something do you do your own makeup new. do you do your own makeup and hair for these i have always done my own hair because i'm very finicky about that but on these tours um we've always had our makeup done okay so that's really nice they take at least they take like some of the stress or pressure uh, pre-performance off of us cool. by providing yeah and they they provide a lot of other things like um of course all of our hotels the transportation they'll take all of our uh gowns shoes everything with them like with the Next. production oh, okay. staff so we don't have to lug everything around you know and also when we get to um so like now we're doing madison square garden mm -hmm. when we get there for sound check they cater everything. So they cater breakfast, lunch, nice. dinner for okay. everyone. Wow. So yeah, it's like, girls, it's something crazy. Like there's water and fruit and tea and coffee in the dressing rooms alone. Like they okay. really value their artists and Love their it. staff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool. That's awesome. You gotta make sure you work out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about craft services, right? Like they, they oh. not only do they have the good food for you, but the bad food oh for God. you. Oh, it's so tempting. So I'm a, I don't know about you ladies, but I'm a big sweets person. Like I love dessert and cookies and all that. I do. There's, oh, there's like three tables of catering just for dessert. I'm like, are you serious right now? Come I on, can't. people. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. I got one more question I really want to know from yeah, you. Sure, sure. And, and then we'll let you go because I know you have probably have a busy schedule, but um, Madison Square Garden, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what singers or people really affected or influenced not just your musical career, but who you are today? That is such a beautiful question. Okay. Do you ask the question in a way where like the singers I was inspired by or the people who really affected me in my life oh, who are also both artists? Are either, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so inspired, when I was really young, the number one soprano was Freni, mm -hmm. Mirella Freni. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to her daily when I was a child because I just couldn't get over how beautiful the voice was and how how well it was produced. Right. So I, I, I really learned a lot about 
technique and beautiful singing from mm -hmm. her, mm -hmm. um, just orally. Yeah. Then we were speaking about Pavarotti. He also was a big inspiration for me because when I was learning Italian, when I was very young, my mom speaks Italian. So she okay. really helped me when, when I was a kid, like learning uh, art songs or arias. I used him as an example every single time mm -hmm. when I wanted to learn anything in Italian because his diction was so beautiful when he sang in Italian. It was like perfect. You, you can understand almost every single word um, and the phrasing and everything, just absolutely beautiful, but also very genuine. Mm -hmm. So he was someone I, I really listened to a lot, even right. though he was a tenor, didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, there were two singers that came into my life who really helped me early on. It was Marilyn, Marilyn Horn, mm -hmm. and Tom Hampson, mm -hmm. these two. Ah. Yeah, because both of them had judged me in Marilyn Horn's um, Music Academy competition mm -hmm. that she used to have when she was affiliated with the Music Academy of the West. Mm -hmm. And Tom came up to me, I think I was 19, came up to me and he gave me some very good advice. And I was very intimidated by him because I was like, oh my God, it's Thomas Sampson. He's so tall. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God. And that you voice, know? you know? And Hi, the, I'm yes, Tom Hampson. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I was like overwhelmed by this presence. Mm -hmm. But he gave me some very good advice. And then he really helped me in my career. He helped me um, get into certain uh, concerts with him also a program that he started for art song. I was one of the guinea pigs for that. Oh, nice. um, yeah, and he he was always so generous with me, like with his with his time, with his guidance and, um, and Marilyn as well. Marilyn really helped me uh, early on in my career with her, just her mentorship, her, her presence and her, um, her honesty. Yep. Marilyn is a very honest person. She yeah. will honey, she will tell you like it exactly. is. And uh, yes, and I really appreciated that because um, um, it's it, it's not very common, I think. No. Maybe it's becoming more common now, but before it was hard to get the honest truth from people in the in the business. It was like everything was a secret for some reason. Yeah, why, why? why were they going to give it away? Because you got to work for it. You got to find out by yourself. And it's like, right. that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is kind of stupid. And it's also kind of selfish. So she, she just broke that barrier. She just broke it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then of course, like my, my vocal coach, Kamal, he, I tell you girls, he is a, a very, he's a wonderful coach. He's a freaking walking encyclopedia. This guy, <laughs> he knows everything. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. And also he, you know, like the, the old days when they talk about like Collis lived with her vocal teacher and, you know, Kamal has literally lived with me at certain like periods of my life where oh. I really, yeah, like I really needed a vocal coach to be with me every single day so that we would go through a new role that I was learning um, in a way that would really help me and, right. and benefit whatever I needed. And he was always, and has been always that person. I mean, hmm. he's been, yeah, he's traveled with me to Italy, to Zurich, to uh, to Germany, to to France as well. I mean, just 
just to help me, just to be there for me and support me and coach okay. me okay. in anything that I need. So, and that's been 21 years of that, which wow. is like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Amazing. So yeah. So Kamal, um, but I mean, there have been so many, there are so, so many uh, colleagues that we have in common that have, have inspired me every day. And I love singers. Like I really love singers and I don't, I don't ever feel like, even though I'm a soprano and there's so many sopranos that exist on this planet, right? Mm -hmm. I never feel like I have to compete against any of my singers in a negative sense. Like right. I, I wish them ill so that I can like <laughs> be on the top and I, I just can't, yeah. I can't with that. Yeah. So um, I feel very lucky that I've had certain people in my life who also instilled that in me. Cool. Um, right. It's very freeing, actually. So, yeah. Beautiful. I, I say those people. I love that. I always found that I was taught early on that it was competition with myself was a competition against, and it was, you know, I, I the comment was, can you stand in a room with the top 10 Elvira, Donna Elviras and can you stand there and be like, I don't care which one they pick because we're all like amazing, but can you get to that level? Can you work that hard to do that? So I just, I don't know. I always right. love that because yeah, man, I want to stand up there and be like, okay, let's all sing our Toscas and then whoever you want, you know what I mean? Because we're all fucking brave. Yep. <laughs> and I both sing Tosca, you know, like we're, we're, we're similar voices, different, but similar. And you know what, listen, we're best of friends. So just goes to prove that. Oh, that's, that is lovely. And, and her Tosca is like one of the most amazing Toscas in the world. It is the most, amazing, oh, in my opinion. And I heard it years ago. And I'll never forget this. My husband, who is non-musical, non-singer, non-opera at all, we're in a rehearsal with her. She gets done singing BC Darte. This is a long time ago in LA. And he turns to me and goes, oh, that's why she is who she is. And I said, yes, exactly. Absolutely. So, and how cool is that to be friends with someone who also has helped me with the role when I first took it on? And I think that's what's so brilliant about Sopranos that don't compete against each other. We actually can be sounding boards, foundations, helpful. It's a beautiful and brilliant thing if you allow yourself to be that way. So except when you make fun of I her. completely I'm agree. sorry except when I make fun of her hair <laughs> but at least at least you guys have that trust that you can do that and it's okay it's fine yeah. <laughs> exactly because she knows if she were if she were here in New York City too Nadine yeah I'd, I'd be coming and knocking oh, on her door <laughs> oh absolutely darling <laughs> all right you know it's it's very sweet you know one of the sopranos also that like we share the same rep and we're we contact each other all the time especially about like our private stuff and what we're going through for me it's pretty pretty yende oh okay Sweet. and i have to say when you can have a friend like that um i don't know it just makes the world a better place it makes your world yeah. your little bubble a better place absolutely um, yeah so it's cool i'm very happy that you you ladies have that yeah, Carrie always yeah, makes me feel better when I'm down and out or or when she's down and out. And you know what, it's it's kind of like with you and Pretty, I'm sure too, you just know instinctively when she's not feeling oh, yeah, or when she needs a little bit of cheering up or, you know, yeah. something. So do you have a few more minutes for rapid fire? Sure. Okay. She's like, what the <laughs> hell is that? 
Okay. I know rapid, our rapid fire really sucks because it's really not rapid fire. It's no. just, asking, <laughs> just asking silly questions. Okay, I'm going to start it. Do you have a motto or a mantra that you live by? <laughs> I feel the pressure. Next question. <laughs> yes. Okay. What is something that you love that no one else loves? Cats. <laughs> I'm obsessed with cats. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm a cat lady. You, you that's are a problem. Lady. Being on the road all the time, that's a problem. If I could have 20 cats with me, I would. Yeah. I, if I could fund it, if I could fund it, it would happen. There you go. Yep. Okay. What makes you brave? Oh God, my mom. Okay. My mom's, the relationship I have with my mother. Cool. That's sweet. What is your favorite place in the world? Oh God, the beach on Palm Beach in Florida. Oh yeah, nice. I know. That's pretty. I love that. It's so pretty. Okay. Um, I, we haven't asked this question in a very long time. If you had to, but I think it's funny. If you had to be stranded on an Island with one of your colleagues that you've worked with, who would you pick and why? <laughs> just oh, God. <laughs> and it can't be pretty yet. And it can't be pretty yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. I think it would be Kamal. It'd be Kamal. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay. Yeah. Because also he's so smart. He would like figure out how to make a boat or something and we would leave the island. <laughs> Get me out of here. Okay. What do you do among airplane flights? Sleep? Sleep. Okay. How? Can you please tell me how I never can stay asleep? Oh, drugs. I take drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what drugs are for. <laughs> Excuse me. Better living through chemistry my whole life. Better living through chemistry. <laughs> oh my God, I'm punch drunk and it's, like, and it's early in the day. And I have to learn Teradot. Okay, no, it is true, drugs. You know what I find hard on long flights, even with the drugs, is turning down the alcohol. You know, they, they keep coming around with that fancy cart with all the alcohol and I'm like, oh yes, another one. Oh yes, thank you. Can I pop you up? Oh sure, okay, yes, Excuse thank me, you. Carrie, but you have not been on flight since the COVID, since the COVID hit, because they don't oh, come around with them carts no more. They don't come around anymore. No. I haven't done the international flight since COVID. Right? Don't thank worry, you. don't, it's now changed. They're, they're bringing back the carts, trust me. They're bringing them back. I've seen them. I've witnessed it. And I've witnessed the people consuming the cart. Okay. So it's fine. <laughs> so we still have the drunk assholes on the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not an asshole. I'm a very happy drunk. <laughs> Carrie, is a, Carrie laughs. Carrie, you're invited to travel with me anytime. Okay. Yay. But I will tell you this. Sometimes I don't yeah. watch scary movies, but I will some, I don't know why I feel safer watching a scary movie on a plane. Have no idea. That's so irrational, but I do scream if it's scary and I have really pissed some people off. <laughs> okay. Now you're officially invited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need your presence. I need your presence in my life. Oh no! Oh, I don't know about that, Nadine. I think you should. You'd be like, um, her. I don't. I don't know her. I don't her? know her. She. Who? Who it is? Who it is? Okay. Sorry. Oh my god. Okay, Carrie, your turn. Oh, okay. Um, 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 okay. What is your favorite cuss word in any language? 
course. <laughs> I, I, I didn't quite hear that. You kind of came in and out. Fuck. <laughs> there we heard it. Bam. <laughs> but what is the most beloved thing that you own? Hmm. That I own my apartment. Ooh. Beautiful. My investment girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, every young I tell you. Every young singer should listen to you, you know, like have have your mom help you with with your finances and buy yourself an apartment or real estate or something because you know invest that money, people. I'm telling you. It's called retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Are we on the last question? Okay. Yeah. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say as you walk through the pearly gates? Oh, that's very sweet. I would want him to say to me, everyone that you've lost is waiting for you right behind me. Beautiful. Love, 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 love. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you for joining this us. This is so fun. Thank oh, you. Yeah, you for having us. You girls are a riot. I love it. You've like made my day you fueled my day and i will admit like last night i was with my little sister we got a little bit drunk so this has like really woken me up i feel great there you go oh, good. <laughs> i might have had a drink or two last night too because i i started working on turned out yesterday Damn. yeah and i was like oh i need a drink after that yeah for sure <laughs> okay. that and i needed my camo overalls today because like i had to put my big girl pants on like Ooh. So strap them up. Strap them up. I love it. Good luck with your it. concerts. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And good luck to you, ladies. You ladies are so fabulous. I swear to God. It's pretty amazing. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having thank you for inviting me. I feel absolutely. so privileged. Good. I always wanted to like do this thing with you because I of course I always watch the other ones that you girls did. And it's so much fun. It's Thanks. so like, yeah, and it's it shows again, like showing another side of like singers, right? It's yeah. cool. Zara top, yeah. Carrie making fun of my hair, and <laughs> uh, me with my camo overall. So, you know, I mean, seriously, yeah. there, there's That's opera cool. for you in a nutshell. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Love it. Take well, care. Thank you so much. You thank too. You. Bye. Thanks, bye, ladies. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.